If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle. Merry Christmas to our audience here. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today we've got a special episode, but before we do, let's say a quick shout out to our friends. Hustlers, we've got some things you don't want to miss. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. Today I want to challenge all coaches with a quote I heard recently that got me stopped in my tracks. The quote was, If they haven't learned, you haven't taught. Think about it. If they haven't learned, you haven't taught. Oftentimes we're teaching and we're teaching and we're teaching, but until they have learned what we're teaching and have understood fully what we're trying to communicate, you haven't successfully taught. You're still in the teaching process. Our goal as communicators is to communicate a message for understanding. And until those individuals understand it fully, you still need to continue your message until they fully get it, until they have fully learned what you are trying to teach. So coaches, keep fighting, keep working with your communication, and keep striving for that full understanding. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about their communication app that is helping bring coaches, players, parents all together, serving over 15 million people across the globe. And secondly, thanks to our friends over at Shot Tracker. Based out of a small town in Kansas City, they are changing the world with their new technology. They are bringing high-level analytics. What was only thought to be available to the pros is now available to the everyday high school and youth coach simply by outfitting your gym, which is easy to do. All you have to do is reach out to ShotTracker.com to learn more about how you can get started and access these high-level analytics that will change the game for you and your team. All right, Adam. So we're going to do a Christmas special. First of all, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all the people listening. We're releasing one here on Christmas. Um, and I want to talk just today in general, just everything First Christmas. of all, I love Christmas. I love Christmas, too. I love Christmas. I do, too. Without, I'm not a cold weather guy. But uh, but I do I do love I do love Christmas. I'm I, I'm one of those guys. Check out my my Twitter where I post my I'll post my brother's house. He's Clark Griswold to the T. Like his house <laughs> is amazing. He gets it done. Here's a strange little thing, TJ. I I have a hard time grasping Christmas in warm weather. Yeah. My parent, my mom lives in Florida. I'll go down there on occasion. It's like it's weird, right? The yeah. Salvation Army guy in flip flops. Yeah. You know, ringing the yeah, bell yeah, outside yeah. of Walmart and stuff, and palm trees decorated. I'm like. No, this just doesn't feel right. I that, need a hoodie. I need cold weather. I need to see my breath. You know, I need fireplaces. I'll take cold weather on the 24th and the 25th. But on the 23rd and the 26th, I want warm weather. Uh, but today we're going to talk about just in general, um, everything that, that – what is 
Christmas mean around basketball? You know, like what experiences, what things do we think about? Like there's NBA games on all day long. Growing up to me, like I always loved Christmas related to basketball in this in this way. Like I always I always asked for a new basketball. My wife, I'm always getting a new basketball for my kids. And she's like, why? You get a new basketball every year. I'm like, it's the one thing that I just loved. Like I wanted a new ball. Even though my ball was okay, I wanted a new ball every Christmas. And it's one of my fondest Christmas memories is always getting – a new basketball and it was one of my fondest Christmas memories always being able to go work on my game during Christmas break I always love the opportunity you know when you're out of school for a few days and right now my favorite thing for my team is during Christmas break when we can just go get better mm-hmm. when we don't have games we don't have classes to worry about we can just focus on so I've always associated really good basketball memories um, with Christmas time you know I love that. You know, for me, you know, I'd always associate it with being able to be a little bit frivolous because I could ask for these gifts for things that I probably would never buy myself, especially as a kid, right? I remember I'd always get like a pair of basketball shoes like for Christmas. Yeah. Like it would be my time. I'd wait. So whether it was like Reebok pumps, yeah. right? Did you have yeah. a pair of pumps? I had a pair of pumps. Yeah, yeah Reebok pumps. How about the one that I got? And I remember when I was a kid and it was one of my favorites was the Sean Kemp Reebok Kamikazes. Mm. I don't know if you remember those. They were You're like more of a shoe guy than I am. Well, they were more. Look, I got it off my computer right here. There were the zigzag ones. I mean, this was when Sean Kemp was in his heyday. I I still got guys guys wearing throwbacks these days. Yeah, I've seen those. I wish I still had them. All right, I wouldn't wear them, but uh, just to show them off. But I would always get those. um, I'd get something. You know, usually, like you said, I'm a sneaker guy, so I'd I'd usually kind of use that time to get some sneakers. Yeah. Now though, it's interesting. Now, I mean, with the NBA. On Christmas Day? Yeah. Like, full slate. Full slate. Five yeah. games. Good right? games usually, too. You know, we live, I mean, in today's world where there's more talk about uniforms sometimes than the game, right? That's one thing that I've looked forward to every Christmas. They've always had these special holiday jerseys, yeah. right, which are really fun. And, and the Wizards, you know, my team has played the last two years on Christmas Day, so that's always been neat. But I, I enjoy just seeing some of the matchups. They usually have a re uh, a, uh, a rematch of yeah. the the previous championship, championship and that yeah. usually is midday. I think we've discussed on a previous episode what's the most uh, uh, watched time slot of the Christmas day. For me, give me the twelve thirty game. That's my my big one. But for me to be able to, I, I love what the NBA has done, where they've just taken a hold of Christmas Day and ran with it completely. TJ, yeah, for me. Christmas has also meant a lot of things. Like I'm always recruiting on the front end and the back end, but like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, in the for most basketball coaches is like in in the middle of the grind is an opportunity to shut down. Mm. I always love that thought too. You know, like you know, usually we come back on the 27th and everybody's got their new kicks on and everybody, you know, everybody just bringing their Christmas presents and excited to be back. But for for coaches, I've always just loved the thought of it's a in, in the middle of our toughest time, in the middle of our grind, like Christmas is usually a, for a lot of people a break. And for a lot of people, Christmas is hard, you know? I mean, it, it's on both ends of that. But for coaches, it's always been just a break. Like you can watch somebody else's team. You can watch some NBA games. You can just spend time with family. But you don't for, you know, two or three days have to think about your team. And it's a, t- a chance to, to reboot and, and hopefully to refocus as well because, you you know, you're in a place of probably more thinking. You're around people you love, you know, and to, to kind of get back to your roots. And what do I want to do for these players when I go back? You know, what do I want to do to impact them? What, what kind of things really matter the most? So I've always appreciated Christmas as, a, as I think, I don't know if God intended it, but I think 
think he intended to put it right in the middle of basketball season so coaches <laughs> could all just stop and pause for a I mean, minute no, and think I, about I, yeah you know, absolutely absolutely yeah. i mean of course i mean no surprise there coaches i think during this season really take advantage of the bookends um, to what TJ was talking about, the beginning and end, so maybe a few days before and a few days after, th- what I call the joy in the gym, right? There is a joy in the gym the last day or the last two practices before Christmas, and yeah. there's a joy in the gym the practice after Christmas. Yeah. To your point, new things. It's just a holiday spirit. It's usually a little less pressure. Sometimes there's a holiday tournament you know, where we can kind of do stuff off your, your main conference schedule and things like that. But there's a joy in the gym. There's a freeing in the gym. And I think there's some powerful reminders in there. One, you know, a reminder of, you know, this game should bring us joy. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a reminder and sometimes a necessary one for a lot of coaches to remind them that it is a game. Yeah. All right. That it is not, you know, uh, this end all be all, all right. And sometimes it incorporates a business feel. You know, when the pressure starts getting in there, the season tends to kind of loosen that. I think those feelings, for me, I'd love to encourage coaches to hold on to those, to to really embrace those and accept those, and and not just kind of run by them, but instead say, you know, this this is an important part of our year, and and really embrace it. You know, really have fun with it. Yeah, you know. Do you have a favorite Christmas present related to maybe even basketball? It doesn't have to be related to basketball. What a favorite Christmas present? I mean, definitely my little tykes hoop yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I mean, my older brother and I were the most competitive, too. I mean, he was older than me by four years. I would pout all night, but I would compete, 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 <clears throat> right, to the point where, I mean, I, I wanted it. Yeah. I don't think I ever wanted to win as bad as I did when I was a kid playing my older brother. I mean, I literally wouldn't talk to a soul all night long if I lost the game. And trust me, I would go to hack a Sean. My brother's name is Sean. I would go to Sean Bradley, actually, but not the Sean Bradley, just FYI. Hmm. But I would hack a Sean when I'd start getting frustrated and I was smaller and I'd get physical. I mean, I credit a lot of the little tykes hoops into building me into the person I am today, believe it or not, TJ. Yeah, I remember one Christmas, it was in high school, and... I got a pair of Michigan shorts that came down below the knees mm. and uh, had the number four Weber on the side. And I mean, I'm talking about like I wore those things. I, I couldn't wait to get in the gym and just wear them and work out. I What's took the last ball. basketball jersey you've gotten for Christmas? The last basketball jersey? Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant with the... Uh, Sonics? Sonics. Really? Yep. I got it hanging in the closet. Really? Yep. How about that? Yep. 2006, Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. Back when the Wizards were like blue and gold and brown and yeah. <laughs> ugly. I hated those uniforms. It Would it have like a pistol on the back or was it a... I mean, listen. Hey. No, it had a hibachi. Cause that was when he was hibachi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, Agent Zero. What, what about what about a favorite Christmas movie? Any... any uh... Yeah, I, I think... National Lampoons yeah. is where my mind goes. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love Clark. Yeah, love all the scenes. I could see that in you. You know what I mean? I, 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 I wish. I wish I, you need to get to know my brother. Like, he's he is Clark. Like he's Clark, alive Clark, a living Clark. He's hilarious. You need to get him that mug yeah. that has the deer antlers that you like drink out of that they drink out of in, yeah. in National Lampoons. Great movie. Great movie. Christmas Story is a great movie. 
I always loved. I mean, I never forget the scene where you know he's, he's in that big suit and he can't get up, or when he gets a stu- his tongue stuck to the pole. Like Christmas Story has always been one of my favorite. TJ, if you could ask for one gift from the hustlers that are listening, the coaches and players that are listening, if you could ask for one gift from them, what would it be? One gift from the yeah. I just oh, made geez. that up. I just, you made just that absolutely up. made that up. Um, man, like seriously, a, a gift. Um, Man, a, a real gift. I would love to. I would love in some form or fashion, whether it was a poster or tweet or whatever. Like, I would really love to know coaches' hearts on like what they, you know, why coaching matters to them. You know what I mean? Like, it inspires me. You know, it's one of my passions, but I often don't get to hear enough about. Like, I get to talk to people a lot about why coaching matters and whatever. But I would love to um, hear from you know people more often about why they're so passionate about coaching. And, you know, even stories of why they love coaching, you know, like I, I'd love to get down to the to the heart of the matter. And I don't get I don't get to hear that enough. Occasionally I get an email, you know, and I read those and it's really inspiring. But I would, I'd probably love to see more of those because those inspire me. I feel like we should, you know, work to try to spotlight more of that on the show. Yeah. You know, if we get a chance to be around, you know, coaches and, and record at different sessions. Coaches, for me, you know, it, it, I know – you don't have to get us a gift, all right? And uh, it's kind of weird actually asking for a gift, but, you know, it's Christmas. I had so we no thought, part in this. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> you know, I mean, I figured it's festive. It's part of the holiday. It's part of Christmas. Listen, coaches, if I could ask for anything from coaches, what would be on my Harwood Hustle wish list? It would be that coaches would continue sharing our player episodes. Continue feeding these player episodes to your players. I, I love, love, love hearing coaches say, like, Oh man, you know, used uh, used one of your player episodes, and we we sat around the room and we listened to it for ten minutes, and it, we allowed that to be the springboard for discussion for the next twenty minutes, and we had healthy conversation. Or when I hear a coach say, you know, they sent it to a player, and you know, the player you know chimes back and forth, and the coach and that player have a text conversation about one of the episodes and something that we prompted in there. I absolutely love that. You know, obviously, I'm passionate about impacting young people, and I just think those player episodes. Especially, you know, being a different voice than the voice that they're hearing regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches are always looking for someone to kind of support their themes and support what they're trying to accomplish. I think those player episodes do it. I would, I'd be so happy and joyful that. this Christmas season if coaches will continue committing to doing that for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that we need to do on Christmas here is just, and I think that uh, just thank you. I know Christmas is a time of thankfulness for me. And uh, I'm just thankful for all the coaches out there that do listen, that are trying to make their teams better and trying to make their players better, and they're trying to pour into people. Like, um, I, I, you know, I get I get almost uh, emotional just thinking about the impact of coaches and and to be able to, you know, just be able to tell them thank you at this Christmas time for everything that they're doing. I don't think they get told enough. You know, I think they deal with so many things with parents and administrators and it's such a hard job and the job seems harder every day and it seems easier to walk away from because of how hard it is. But uh, I personally, you know, I'm extremely thankful for all coaches, but really all of our coaches that listen here and take the time to try and get better and let us pour into their lives. You know, thanks, thanks for doing life with us and just thankful for the impact that you're having on so many people. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, I mean, it's definitely my favorite thing about doing the hustle is connecting with the coaches. You know, I just think about like, to your point, you know, all the coaches, I mean, I would love, I mean, 
the Kyle McVeighs, the Kyle Emmendorfs, the Seam Rostogi, the Coach Money, the Coach Kruger, you know, like, I mean, I could just keep going. Coach Maz, I mean, there's so many people between interacting on Twitter, yeah. you know, and, and on Facebook, you know, that are just, I mean, they're why we do it, right? Yeah. Jack Krause, I mean, I mean, I could just keep going on and on and on and just keep naming them. Um, but, I mean, without a doubt, it's why we do what we do. Yeah. Right. Being able to serve them and put together a platform, you know, that that helps add value to what they're doing. So, um, listen, appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying Merry Christmas, you know, with your family and allow this time to kind of be a break, to recharge, to re-energize and and find the joy back in the gym. Next time you get out there, embrace that joy, you know, build it up, you know, maybe do something special. Um, you ever do anything special with your players? Yeah, you know what? When we come back, Secret from, and when stuff? we come back from Christmas, we always spend a time of thankfulness. I think it's really important for your players. You know, we talk about what are you what are you most thankful for? What was the the best experience of of that Christmas break? Like, what family member did you love connecting with the most? And we always talk about that kind of stuff. Try and not let the emotion go um, from that. And for, for all of our listeners out there that where Christmas is a hard time, you know. I think we'll be we're thinking about them and and uh, and hoping that they can get through this hard time and we you know we um, hopefully maybe they're listening today and this is a support to them to be able to do that but um, you know hopefully they can find some refuge in the gym as well um, but I think that uh, remember also they have players that this is a hard time for you know and uh, Christmas has always been a good time and a good memory for me but I also know a lot of people that it's not and so remembering some of your players as they come back maybe they're in a place of struggling too so don't be afraid to don't be you don't don't be um, don't forget to connect with them and, and those people over time. But I think it's always good when you come back from break with a thankful heart to share that thankfulness as a team. I think it grows you. Hey, and then get after it. Yeah. And now it's time to get after it. Listen, Coach, Merry Christmas to you on behalf of Adam and TJ. Together we are the Harwood Hustle. We are so appreciative of you. Hopefully you're enjoying your time off. Till next time, we're out.